there. Jules, we mentioned Caulfield off the top, uh, and we spoke a little bit about the track, but for those that are just joining us, two refurbishments, haven't raced there for 200 days, and a northerly. Yeah, really important for the punters to understand. So we're starting on a soft six as well, so 50 mils of rain. So I think that'll impact this fresh ground, as you said, you know, seven months that we haven't raced there. So it's a little bit buyer beware to begin with, but the northerly in the chute, which we know at Caulfield, if it gets up to over 25 kilometres an hour, it can impact how these races are run. The jockeys do like to take some cover, 1,000 to 1,200 metres I'm talking of, obviously, with the chute. Um, and leaders can be disadvantaged a little bit if that gets up to 30, 35 kilometres an hour. So got to be careful there. And, yeah, new surface here, but, you know, we're expecting it. You know, it's always been a brilliant punting track. They do race, I think, the most straightest in Melbourne metropolitan area at Caulfield. Hopefully that continues today. Uh, we'll try to work our way through them here because we do have a little bit of time. So um, race number one, absolutely no idea, but I did get tip Scorsese during the week. So I've had a little tiny punt there, but... I just didn't have the time to go through some of these sort of uh, pretty young horses. Yeah, and that's the key. Young horses, a few haven't raced and a few, you know, very lightly raced. Good support for the favourite outback miss. So it's going to start clear favourite and um, there's no real chink in it from a market perspective. Did win on a heavy track on debut, but that rated really well. So it's going to be on a better surface here. It's drawn wide. So whether Blake's going to go forward or try and find a backside will be important, I think, especially with that wind we talked about. But... Market wants to be with it. Um, conversely, Amigo, I think if you like Amigo, you're going to get better than 340, 350. So there's no need to jump in right now. Hold off. Your best price will probably be closer to the jump. Uh, and good support probably in the last 20 minutes here, Milo, for Ginger and Pink. Sort of was $9.50, $10. Can't get any of that now. So good support for that horse. Heffel claims under the minimum. We've spoken about that a little bit on wet tracks in the metropolitan area. She's it's flying. Yeah, she is. She's flying. Yeah. She's exceeding market expectation, which is what we want from our jockeys to then have confidence when we do back them. The market's trending towards them. There's a few of these apprentices that are going really well. Gordray Pin and obviously um, Heffel fits the bill. Just on that too, we normally see some apprentices really shine this time of year because other jockeys go north and the other ones go on holidays. So we normally see... A, um, a standout, don't we? It's not an anom- like it's not a no, it's, rare it, occurrence. Yeah, and it's a thing that we can talk about. You know, this time next year and the year after, you're going to find these apprentices that can claim two or, in some cases, three kilos. Well, make sure you get that right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can get it right or get yeah. it wrong. Depends. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send you a show cause later if I do get it wrong. Um, so. Yeah, look, it's going to continually happen in the winter months, and we spoke about it a lot. You're claiming under the minimum, big advantage, the bigger guys that play into these markets and obviously move the markets, absolutely froth it. Uh, this is one I really did want to ask you. I like Katsu. I've held off, but when am I going? Because it, it is drifting, and I don't know whether or not it's going to continue. Is it now or is it later? No, it's going to continue, mate. So I don't know where the ceiling is for the, this horse in terms of price, but... It's going to start with a three in front of it, I think, at some stage. So you're going to get a three uh, at some stage for Katsu. It probably sits outside leader, who's probably going to be Bubble Palace. So, again, comes off that one where it was short price favourite, got beaten. But that race did go okay. I know Pintoff won the race, but I think the second horse, Starry Legend, came out and since won and was really well supported. So I wouldn't be riding off the form race. It's just where it sits with this northerly wind. Um, and there's a few others sort of down under the under the minimum that have been well supported, sort of flying on a limb. I think it's you know been well back. That five fifty is going to get wiped off the board. So there's a few that they're backing around it, suggesting you're going to get a better price about Katsu. There's no need to be diving into the two eighty two dollars seventy right now. You're going to get a better price. Caulfield race three. I went on desire because I thought this one was going to shorten. You're right. 
it's it's taken a while, but it's it's the one that sort of shortened this morning. So it's a good positive push. But I can't knock from a market perspective also Vivia. There were sort of three, I think Wednesday, Thursday, they're all close together, Milo, and the other one of those two of those three that I haven't mentioned is Dublin. And it's the one that's been in essence, removed from the market. They're, they're, they're taking that horse on sort of the $5 becomes $6 and it looks like it's going to get a lot bigger in price than that. But Desire and Vavia from a, a market perspective are the two that um, are pretty popular here. Uh, let's go to race number four on the card. I'm not going to talk here. Um, I'm going to let you speak. This is a really interesting race and I think it's going to be um, a really good betting race as we get closer to the jump. Um, I think times and where this track situates in terms of condition is going to impact what actually gets back to you. Now, Bold Bourbon, we know, is a very good wet tracker. Probably best conditions, Warnable, and then went to Caston and won the cup there on heavy track. So if this track's racing a lot slower than the soft six, I think you'll see the market gravitate towards Bold Bourbon. And here's the opposite to that. I think if this track's racing closer to a soft five, even closer to a good four at some stage, I think you'll see the market really push towards Sir Atlas, who's been a little bit soft this morning, three fifty out to three dollars sixty, and at the moment you're probably going to get better than that. But it's a horse that haven't really seen on a dry track, but I think we'll see the best of that horse when we get to a dry track, Sir Atlas, and it might be today, uh, fourth up. It is three from three, so it's got the picket fence, but there's a few other horses that have been supported as well. Naboo Star, double figures, that won't last. It'll end up single figures. So if you like those kinds of horses, uh, Naboo Star. Even Blue Cup, a bit of support for that horse, $14, $15. It's been wiped off. I think they're going to start shorter, probably um, Naboo Star and Blue Cup. But all around these track conditions, I think, for the top two in the market. Uh, Lindsay Smith got a mortgage on it, by the sounds. Yeah, it, it does set up really well for him. But um, let's see what these track conditions end up fitting out. Race five, the Lamaros Hotel Handicap. Shout out to Dimmer and the team at Lamaros. Always look after me with a nice steak there when I go down there and... Um, yeah, just give me another bottle of red sitting on the table. Don't worry about that. Adam, on your, head to Lamaro's best steak in Melbourne. Don't worry about that. Uh, race five here. Uh, I've got absolutely no idea here. Um, I, I know there's a few off the text here. Matty T's chimed in. They all like Hazel Baby. Um, and the market would suggest that they may be just turning into a few others early. Yeah, this is a really tricky race because um, Hazel Baby brings sort of the right form line that it got that extra two form line from last start, which was absolutely off the map um, to last start, obviously, for it. So Hazel Baby brings that. It also brings the claim under the minimum. So it sort of sets up really well for it. Good gate. You'd think it's set a little bit closer, but it is soft in the market. 380 looks like you're going to get at least four in front of it for that horse. They've backed horses like Shack Attack, Crown Crusher. Um, Castilian's been really well supported this morning. So as I state, we talk about when we're seeing three or four middle pinners being backed, it means the favourite has to go one way and it's out. So I think you're going to get a better price. Hazel Baby, good support, Crown Crusher, Shack Attack and Castilian. One more before we jump to the news. I, I, this could be one of the best weekends I've ever done shopping-wise uh, because I did a little bit on Thursday. This is one for those that were listening in. St. Lawrence, I've got a price here and they have come. Yeah, you wanted to see a push for this horse who's off a let up who we know is a very good racehorse. And I love the fact that it went out just about on a peak performance. Its last two starts were really good. And the market's saying it's going to come back and just about do that number again. And that's a really good push for a horse that's off the freshen. You love to see it. Uh, you've shopped really well. Yeah, as you say, you've, you've got a really good price and the market wants to be with it. It looks like from that wide gate, looks like it's going to stalk them, probably get to the right part of the track, you would think, by race six with this new track. 
Um, really good support. The only other one they sort of want to back, and especially this morning, is Sonora down the bottom again, claiming under the minimum. I think you'll see it continue to tighten up. We'll come back on the other side of this and do seven, eight, nine. There's one in race nine too that I, I was talking to the boys all week that just kept and continually moving as well that I want to ask you on. This is the opening bell. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance with you. All thanks to Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer and Kilmore Toyota. Personalise our used vehicles up to your spec. Back in a moment. You win some, you lose more. At kilmoretoyota.com.au, Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Let's go to race number seven at Caulfield over the 1100 BM84. Um, not really... Well, not really too keen on much, to be perfectly honest. It's not a race I really want to be launching into. I agree with you there, Milo. Five scratchings has knocked this around, and not just five sort of scratchings that had no impact on the race. Some important scratchings. Invincible Caviar comes out, who had you know a fair bit of market percentage. And so, hope. Was a hope? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think getting to 1,100 was better. I can't wait to see it to get to 1,200. I'm sort of waiting for that day. But, um, yeah, definitely was was, you know, a definite winning chance. So it's sort of recalibrated the market, makes it extremely difficult. You've got the favourite winning verse coming down from Sydney with the right form line, but it's drawn the wide gate. We know this horse goes forward, so probably ends up OSL, outside lead for those that don't know that. Um, 280, 290, it's just, it's solid enough. This is a market that is agreeing with your theory on the race. It's doing nothing. There's not much really opinion. Maybe they want to see the first six races. Maybe they want to see what the shoot's doing. But I can't really push you into from a perspective of what's happening with the market. It is the lowest um, race in terms of what's happening in the market at Caulfield. So there's not much to really touch on here, Milo. I just, if I did anything, I just thought the way the van won last week and then the side race that was in before that, Laura Lafferty in, I, I, it looked the one that if it was a bit on pace-ish, that was the one that might be able to hold them off for mine, if anyone was wondering. Yeah, and, and if I was to say anything, there's been a nice little push for it probably since the scratching. So that that's a positive sign. But as I said, it's it's uh, there's um, not much happening here. Race eight, uh, there was I know there was a really early push for Milford and people wanted to shop as soon as the prices went up. Uh, not usual glorious. This will drift. There's no rain forecast here at this stage and... Um, it's mutter was a mutter, uh, not usual glorious. And so uh, expect a bigger price there if you want to back it. But Normandy Bridge, that's the one. Uh, my guess would be that would firm by this time of the day after no rain. You would think so. And, and it'll, it'll be important, I think, if you look at Normandy Bridge, it's drawn that wide gate and we know that it's going to go back. So they'll take their medicine and, and find a backside. There's no issue there. So if we're seeing them coming to the middle of the track, I think you'll see the 280 be gone. There's no doubt that that'll get wiped off. Now, if we're seeing the reverse of that and they've got to be on speed, then I think you'll see Deep Strike probably continue to tighten up. It looks like it'll have the map advantage over Normanby Bridge. Obviously, they met last start and Deep Strike got all the favours to beat it. Um, so I can understand why Normanby Bridge is holding its price. And it's pretty solid across the board. You mentioned Milford. Yeah, it's the one that's tightened right up. So are we suggesting possibly that there's not much speed in this race and it's going to control the race? That's probably what a lot of these major players that are moving these markets are thinking with this kind of race. Um, everything else, as you said, not usual glorious, will drift. Cherry Tortoni, if this track's racing like a real dry track, I know it can be really hard to catch. If he's a dry tracker, a um, bit of support to suggest he might be getting back to near his best. And with Malamon, he's going to get every possible favour. Uh, we got to race nine. Uh, my two best at, San, at Caulfield... Uh, St. Lawrence, which we got the price, and this, race nine, number 11. Um, 
Skywolf. Now, I thought the only danger to it was outback action, and it's out. Uh, so we have seen some scratchings, but I couldn't be happier with how I shopped this weekend, which means stuff all, because I haven't won yet. Stuff all. But when you beat the market on four of your four best at two tracks, you've got to be happy. You put yourself in the mayor's office. Now, whether that ends up, you end up underneath the desk or, now, that's or, or sitting on the desk. <laughs> but it's important that you put, your, you, job. You, you put yourself into the mayor's office. So that's the important part, and we'll see what happens later in the day. Um, yeah, good support, Scott. I mean, again, this this race knocked around with the scratching, obviously, of Outback Action, who sort of dominated the market and was really good support for it on the Thursday and Friday. So we're seeing a little bit of a change. Prowling's had some really good support as well. Uh, inside draw, so that could be a trick again. I think this is a race where you'll see maybe a fair bit of action once we see what this track's doing because there is a bit of a, a, a sense that maybe because it's a brand-new track, they're going to be racing all over it, that race the lanes one and two as the day goes on becomes a disadvantage, which is usually not the case at Caulfield. So I think that'll be important for a horse like Prowling um, and, and and conversely, even better for a horse like Skywolf if that's the case because it's drawn wide. So plenty to take out and plenty, I think, to happen in a market perspective for race nine because I think they want to see what this track's doing. Uh, we might uh, – t- oh, actually, what do you like? I read my best there at Caulfield. What do you like? Yeah, I'm backing Hazel Baby in race five. I think it just sets up really well under the minimum. I think that's a really good set play. And I just, I'm hoping this track dries out a little bit. And if it does, with this northerly wind, I'm pretty keen race four, Sir Alice. Uh, let's go to a break. On the other side, we'll touch on four or five of the of the main races at Ramwick. Anything a little bit wider at Belmont and or Morfordville. This is the opening bell, Jules Valance. Miles Fitzner with you, thanks to Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer and Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Back in a moment, 9.40.